0: You're listening to Goal Diggers, the podcast on strategy goals and performance management. We speak with experts from all over the globe about the ins and outs of successfully working with strategy KPIs and OKRs. Goal Diggers is brought to you by Purdue, the leading strategy execution software for small and mid-market organizations. Over 2,000 organizations worldwide use Purdue to align everyone with the strategy, focus teams on goals that matter, and engage employees to achieve goals and be their best. Head over to Purdue to sign up for your very own free account. That is P-E-R-D-O-O And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to be the first to know about new episodes. Welcome to another episode of Gold Diggers. I'm Henrik, founder and CEO of Purdue, and I'll be your host today. In this episode, we'll be talking about how to run a successful proof of concept for OKR. Our guest today is Jean-Luc Koning. Jean-Luc, could you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you do professionally?
1: Well, I'm a university professor at the Grenoble Institute of Technology in France and I originally completed my PhD in information science and then I worked for a while at Carnegie Mellon University in Pennsylvania. But 10 years ago, I co-founded a training and coaching company in Paris called Inexelsis. Right from the start, this company has been dedicated to enabling organizations to achieve highest levels of productivity and performance and in 2019 we decided to take on the challenge of supporting OKRs in French-speaking countries. Since then I've been lucky to have Ben Lamort as my mentor as far as OKRs and I've become a certified OKR coach working alongside him rolling out OKRs for some joint clients. Now, InexcelSys is known for having deployed OKRs with very large organizations like Michelin, they, the tire manufacturer with uh, European SMEs as well as fintech scale-ups. Let me also mention that two years ago, we've been chosen by Christina Votke for translating into French her second version of Radical Focus. Good. Uh, I, 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 I love that book. Yeah. It's a, such a good book, and it's not. A, in French, we don't have that many books about OKRs, but she's very picky about having her articles and books translated properly with the right wording and meaning. So we've already published a few of our articles in French on our site, OKR, Consulting, OKR uh, .fr, and now we are in the process of publishing our book with a French publisher. And in Excelsis relies now on about uh, fifteen trainers and coaches, and three of whom work more particularly in the field of OKRs.
0: Yeah, but you mentioned that you work for that you work in in, in French-speaking countries. So that includes uh, parts of Canada, then, uh, then at least. And um, that's also how we got connected uh, on on LinkedIn. I think uh, you ran a proof of concept for the city of Quebec. Um, not not a typical. Uh, organization to work with, with OKRs, I'd say, being a, being a governmental organization. Like, Could you tell us a bit about uh, the background of that project?
1: Yeah, that, that, you're right. Uh, working with some, some administrations like this is really different, but uh, not really as far as OKRs. I mean, people ask the very same questions. And well, Quebec City is the capital city, of course, of the Canadian province of Quebec. And um, this represents more than half a million inhabitants. The city is in charge of a lot of departments, such as the police, the fire departments, education, schools, roads, parks, administrative offices, and so on. Um, so it's really like a small government in itself. And uh, the council is in charge of uh, all those services and departments. Um, Without Taking into account the blue collars, this represents about 800 people in charge of all those services. And it turns out that they are heavily working in a Microsoft world, and they use a lot of tools, a lot of indicators, KPIs all over the place, lots of dashboards. So the IT department has uh, uh, was particularly keen in looking at OKRs. And obviously, some other departments were also wondering what that uh, strange animal was when talking with uh, OKRs.
0: So it it first got implemented in the IT department?
1: That's right. Um, The IT department uh, accounts for about 80 people. I guess uh, there were uh, three or four, four main uh, services and within all those services there were 16 teams and they were really uh, all interested in uh, uh, deploying OKRs and knowing what this is about.
0: Good and and, and so they decided to do instead of to just go with it right and implement okrs in the organization they decided to to to, to run a proof of concept first and 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 that's where you, where you got involved like they hired you to to run that proof of concept yeah gotcha
1: yeah i, I think they were a little bit uh, reluctant at first to uh, to go straight for a full deployment of okrs they wanted to know more about okrs they wanted to see uh, how that would fit plus i must tell you that they were afraid of adding still another layer on uh, top of all the, the the indicators they already had yeah uh, of course <laughs>
0: yeah and and but what was the goal of the proof of concept um and and how did they set it up like who were the key stakeholders what were the expectations from people when did when I did they say that the proof of concept would have been a success
1: yeah i i think they had no idea what OKRs meant. Of course, they had heard about this buzzword, but didn't know how that would fit with indicators and all the rest and the projects and so on. So the number one concern was how they could benefit from working with OKRs. At the same time, they were afraid um, of whether that would represent too much work. So we had to invest a lot of preliminary meetings dedicated to convincing them about the power and relevance of the OKR approach. And last but not least, they aimed at testing an actual OKR platform to see to which extent it could be useful to them, how simple or complicated the implementation and configuration would be. Since they were people from the tech, from IT, um, they were expecting something easy to use and they, uh, they had strong uh, uh, expectations. Um, they wanted to see all the advantages and downsides before uh, plunging into uh, this.
0: And, and, and what was the, um, I mean, what was, of course, they wanted to see like what, what OKRs could bring to their organization, but what, what were the actual expectations? I mean, why, why embark on this, uh, on this journey, right? And why invest the time to find a good OKR software and a consultant like yourself to help them? What was, what was the hope? Like, what would they expect OKRs would do for them?
1: I think at some point they uh, realized that they were uh, swamped uh, with much too much uh, indicators and measures, plus also they realized that uh, although they had a lot of goals and strategic goals and, uh, and objectives, they were not too pleased with the way they were running projects that were not directly aligned with those goals. So it was a matter of alignment and also a matter of communication because that's one thing to have a lot of goals and measures on one side of the organization and not having everybody share those uh, uh, this, these pieces of information.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so, so it's a lot to do about like creating transparency on, on the higher level goals of the company and making sure that what people and teams are working on is, is actually... Uh, going to contribute to yeah. those higher-level goals and, and the strategy. Gotcha. And, 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 and you were in charge of, of, uh, of running this, this PUC, right? How, how did you, you approach it? Could you share more about that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, actually, uh, this project was run from March uh, till October this year, 2023. And it involved a, an assessment, uh, uh, completion of an OKR Guiding Principles document, to support change management and development of a roadmap in IT. They they really wanted to have something they could uh, base their decision of further rolling out the OKRs. Um, And uh, so they wanted a, a full document with the guiding principles. We also did some training of IT senior leadership. Um, some coaching of the executive sponsors. Yeah, go ahead.
0: What are these guiding principles? Are these like rules or Uh, did did they explain? Yeah,
1: general rules about OKRs. And in their case, since we did some audit first, uh, some kind of assessment, we could identify a few spots where their uh, objectives and their uh, metrics were not really uh, fully operational. So, and that was a good... Uh, help for us to convince them that it was worth it uh, taking a look at uh, OKRs.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted. But you were saying like the the guiding principles uh, that you developed the roadmap?
1: That's right. Basically, we had a few milestones. I would mention five of them. First, uh, the assessment part uh, assess the current organization, existing methodologies, goals, strategy, work, foundational documents and rhythm right, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. business yeah. meetings. The second stage was the, the guiding principles for the organization. Third stage was the, the training, foundational OKR training and workshops with senior leadership team to establish the IT organization's annual and o, and quarterly OKRs supported by e-learning and support materials. We provided them with some some tools. Um, We we did also some coaching for the OKR executive sponsor and the OKR project manager to set OKRs for the teams. And um, we um, worked on their platform to support with the implementation and training on the chosen OKR platform. So the, the proof of concept was not a full rollout, but we wanted to have them... Uh, a better understanding of what that would imply to uh, dive into a KRS and depl- full employment that they are considering for 2024, actually.
0: Where, where, where did you draw the line for, or how, 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 how should you, or where should you draw the line about who to involve and, and who not to involve?
1: We decided to stick with uh, the leader, uh, team leaders, only with team leaders, uh, as I said they, they are there are uh, 16 teams within the IT department uh, the city of Quebec and uh, pretty much all of them were present during our trainings um, that was a really general training we did actually two and that was uh, worth it to have two trainings because they had during the first one they had a lot of general questions uh, regarding Objectives, goals, metrics, and so on. And uh, during the second uh, meeting, training meeting, uh, we, uh, we really uh, showed them some examples. We worked on defining OKRs and so on. But where I drew the line was that uh, we didn't implement actual OKRs that they are using right now we uh, decided to stick with two uh, objectives, one or two uh, key results that would speak to all of them so that they can play with that. But uh, now, prior to uh, the full deployment, uh, we would need to uh, undergo a phase or a step where we would define the actual OKRs for them to, uh, to work with
0: gotcha but but you said that you you decided to only include the the team leads um, but who who from the senior leadership team was was involved and um, um,
1: the um, the head of the department was involved yeah. Yeah. and even someone from the governance so this is really another department but uh, they wanted to see what was in the uh, the training and the coaching and so on. So as for a future, to have a future possible uh, deployment in other departments as well. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um, but but it, 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 it was clear that you didn't want to involve everyone, right? Since since this was a proof of concept. Were there also parts within the OKR um, framework or within the OKR process that you said? Like, were are certain OKR processes that you deliberately decided to leave out because the organization was new to OKR and it was just a proof of concept?
1: Yeah, that's, that's really a good question. I mean, the purpose of the POC, the proof of concept, is to show the client the added value of the OKR approach as quickly as possible so as to help them make up their mind whether or not to pursue the OKR adventure. The aim is now to produce the best objectives or the best key results they are going to use or check in uh, for the rest of the ongoing year. Uh, so we uh, left aside, the, for instance, the, the deployment parameters that are so dear to Ben Lamort, uh, that he's explaining in his OKR field book. And we went straight to coaching the project leaders and help them grasp what all this was about.
0: Got it. And and how did it go? What was the, what was the feedback from uh, from the people that were involved? But how did the team leaders uh, respond to this?
1: I must tell you that there was some resistance at first. <laughs> uh, did you expect yeah. that? Well, not that much, not that much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I didn't know how to cope with this. At first, I uh, I tried to um, give them some. Uh, good reasons why we would need to do so and so. And I tried to convince and uh, and I entered in a lot of uh, um, talking and exchange. But if I had to do it all over again, I think I would dive re- straight to uh, actual examples. Um, at first, I heard things like we already have measures, metrics, indicators, KPIs, and the rest. We already have a bunch of objectives and targets. Uh, and, and they indeed had a lot of those, but they had too much. Plus, they thought that OKRs were, was just something uh, to add on top of the rest, where once I realized that I needed to show them that the numerous of their objectives were ill-defined, and then that's where they began to understand and realize that um, it was not as um, they expected and um, as easy as they, as they are, were used to uh, defined uh, objectives. So we corrected some objectives. I gave them some indications on how to choose better indicators and that's where uh, things began to kick in and they uh, were really interested in carefully crafting objectives and key results. Uh, of course that's an art uh, and i really do believe that defining okrs is really an art you cannot uh, become good at this just overnight and that's what i realized with them
0: but but the resistance was then really stemming from them not fully understanding like what the implications would be right so so you you didn't just implement okr uh, but you also like revamped other things that they were already doing in terms of like tracking metrics, KPIs, etc.
1: Henrik, to tell you the truth, that's uh, mostly the approach I use when I have prospects and or or future clients Uh, actually next week i'll be talking to a bank a big bank in france and uh, i've already had a preliminary talk with them and usually i do uh, the first question i ask is um, well can you show me some of your strategic objectives yes or here they are okay can you explain to me why you chose that and uh, how are you are you going to measure this uh, objective in, in the near future? Um, and why don't you frame this objective this way or that way? And just by asking some questions, they realize that their, their, their objective is some kind flawed to some extent. So yeah. to some extent, and uh, that's where they pay attention to what you have to tell them and to uh, what you're going to do with them uh, when working with OKRs.
0: Alongside now that now that you've gone through this proof of concept um, with uh, with the city of Quebec and and you just just said that you're talking to um, uh, a big French bank right now, I imagine that French bank wants to run a proof of concept as well. Like, what would you do differently this time around for the proof of concept? I mean, you already gave one clue away because you mentioned that uh, you wanted to dive straight into um, some some goals that they're already working on. But what else would you do different?
1: I think I would keep the momentum going. And that's the big lesson I learned. Initially, we were supposed to complete the the proof of concept in less than six months, uh, from February till July. And uh, since the leadership team was not fully aligned with the proof of concept, we had a heavy load, as I said, to convince everyone. But um, I think that uh, having them keeping the hands-on uh, actual OKRs, uh, running, uh, the, um, running the, the training pretty soon, and having them realize what it's really about is really key to uh, fully uh, understanding and also uh, uh, adopt uh, the OKR approach.
0: But the, um, regarding the length of the, the proof of concept, that's the first thing that you mentioned. But uh, initially, you wanted to complete it in six months' time. You ran a few months over, right? Like eight, nine months, I guess. But do you think six months is enough time for a proof of concept?
1: I think it's much too short. But you know, that's part of the. That's usually part of the deal when the, when a company wants to run a, a proof of concept. First, I tell them. We need to go for two cycles. During the first cycle, we're going to miss the objectives. We're going to learn a lot of things. And the during cycle the second is a, cycle.
0: Cycle is a, is a quarter, right? A quarter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, but um, usually what I get uh, as an answer is, well, we, we, we want to see uh much quicker than 6 months we, we want to see whether it's worth it or not we don't want to have our people to be involved in a 8 month uh 8 month program and so that's why sometimes i do restrict the proof of concept up to just one uh one full cycle plus one or two months on each side
0: yeah yeah no, but I, I mean, what we always say is that like six months is what you should count for. Like going through the OKR process for two cycles that helps you like tweak the approach, like f- discover the things that don't work and, 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 and tailor them to, to your organization. But would you would you agree like, that that doing a, doing a proof of concept in two cycles, so in, in, in six months in total, that that could be sufficient if you do it well?
1: Yeah. I I, I would tend to say yes, because um, uh, you've got plenty of time. Plus, you have plenty of time also to train some people inside the company to become the future uh, internal coaches, OKR coaches. Yeah. Of course they are not fully uh, operational but at least they have grasped the right questions to ask uh, how to run a meeting and uh, during the second cycle I, I take them alongside me and uh, sometimes I give them uh, to the, the power to run part of the meeting so they become fully acquainted with the, the right questions and how to run those meetings
0: good um, for anybody that's, uh, that's listening right now and thinks like yeah, I, I really want to do uh, a proof of concept of OKR in my organization what do you think are the key success factors for running a successful proof of concept that they need to keep in mind
1: yeah a very good question I think that first of all um, you need to find the right people to talk to Identify uh, someone uh, who would be a promoter in the future, someone who is sufficiently high in the the unit or department or team to be influential enough to trigger the the buy-in from the rest of the people and work with them or her extensively. Don't count your hours. Invest extra time answering their questions. That's what I did with the city of Quebec. We had, in between all the official meetings, we had a debrief, we had a preliminary meeting in order to prepare things. So you provide them with all the information and answers that they need to when they report to their own boss or manager. So they need to feel you're on their side, and that's exactly what I did, and that proved to be a successful approach. Uh, and as I said earlier, less talking and more showing—that's <laughs> the key uh, element uh, here.
0: I, I keep that momentum going. That's that's another thing that's uh, that's crucial. Then, um, before we let you go, what's what's the current status of the city of Quebec? I mean, you you briefly mentioned that you wanted to. Um, and um, that they're considering like a full rollout at the start of next year how are these discussions going like is that is that all headed in the right direction
1: yeah um, they, they are in between two stages at the moment they've done the proof of concept So they've got some basic training about OKRs. They have seen how to craft them. They've seen how to implement them on a few samples uh, using a dedicated platform. And now they are in the middle of deciding to which extent they want to roll out OKRs. Uh, I I think they are also uh, faced with the question of, which platform would be the best. Uh, they had a platform in mind, we work with that platform, but that's part of the, the question they are they are they have to answer. Um, they have to also to answer at which level do they want to um, deploy the, the, the OKRs. Uh, most probably early 2024, they will proceed with uh, deploying OKRs for the uh, IT department. Um, but uh, I suspect they want to have this uh, on a larger scale from what I perceived.
0: Good. That's good to hear. The, um, as, as uh, This is what we always ask at the end to everybody. But what's your final piece of advice to anyone uh, working with OKRs or considering to work with OKRs. And it doesn't have to be related to proof of concept.
1: My, my advice would be don't get fooled But what you've read on the internet or in books uh, like Measure What Matters or so on. Because OKRs is so easy to understand. I mean, in less than two minutes, you know what an objective is, you know what a key result is, and you, um, as I see with most of my clients, they temp, they, they do some uh, attempt to deploy OKRs, and then they come back uh, a year after, and they say, well, this is very difficult. We don't, we, we're about to throw this to the trash, everything, the OKRs approach and so on, but we feel that there is something behind what, that we've not uncovered or discovered, and that's usually the case. So don't rush into uh, OKR deployment by yourself. Uh, choose the right person or the right company to work alongside you, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll avoid most mistakes. You'll, uh, re- you'll uh, reap the, the fruits of this beautiful uh, approach.
0: Yeah, I I I totally uh, I totally recognize that. I, I, I think I think when, when when you explain the concept of OKR to someone, like you're you're often it's also you see that a lot on the internet, right? You read about individual examples, and I think if you if you if you set OKRs just for yourself or you like a one-man show, then it is super simple, right? It is super easy. But like, why do a lot of companies want to work with OKRs? They want to increase the transparency. They want to align the organization which means that you end up with this whole hierarchy of goals and how things connect. And that's where I think it gets really complicated. Yeah, I agree. Jean-Luc, it was a pleasure. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you today. It was good to learn more about what it takes to, uh, to run a proof of concept. Um, so thanks a lot for joining us today. And um, I hope to welcome you again on another episode in the future.
1: Thanks very much, Henrik. And my pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Are you keen on learning more about strategy goals and performance management? We have a wealth of insightful content just for you. Head over to Purdue.com slash forward resources. That is P-E-R-D-O-O dot slash forward resources.